You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. Excited to be here and uh, looking forward to getting to meet a lot of the fans. Live from the Hyatt Regency at the Arch St. Louis, it's the 24th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. It's always a good time. Always good to see the fans. Always good to be out here and uh, really get back in the baseball mood. Sponsored by Overhead Door Company of St. Louis. The genuine, the original. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back, Cardinals Winter Warm-Up on KMOX. We are at the Hyatt Regency at the Arch, and we are with former caravan mate of mine. How about that? Cardinals pitcher John Gant is with us. Man, I, I did. I miss you on the caravan. I went on a, on a different caravan this year. We've had some good times. I think uh, we've been on it every year, every year that I've gone on it, except for this year. There's something cool about that caravan. First of all, the fans, it's great. But for us, being on that bus together and just hanging out, talking ball, talking life, and, you know, it's it, it reminds you that we all have a job to do, but, you know, we're all just people, and we're having a great time. That camaraderie. Great camaraderie. Where did you guys go? You went to Jefferson City, Columbia. Jefferson City, Columbia, and Hannibal. You had Danny Mack. So you were. Oh no, did you have Rick Horton? No, nah, Danny Mack. Danny Mack. Yeah, mm-hmm. you had Danny. You were in good hands. Danny oh yeah, Mack, yeah. Oh yeah. He killed it. He's a good man. Boy, he's good, isn't he? He's he got, is. I mean, you guys don't. He really listen, is. You don't listen to the broadcast necessarily, but I'm sure you go back and hear some of his highlights. That guy can call a game. He's quick on his feet. He's good. He's really good. So how was the caravan, and how was it mixing in with the fans? It was smooth. Uh, it's great to to come out here this time of year every year and, and see the fans, you know, and then and then also, like we were just talking about, get that camaraderie started uh, amongst the teammates and, and the staff and, and just everybody, really. I'm glad you're on this team, man. Me I, too. And I, I think that, you know, you play a great role for this team. What do you envision for yourself in spring training as you move forward? Uh, I'd like to get a chance to crack that rotation. Um, ultimately, I just want to pitch, you know, however. But uh, I would like to get a chance to crack that rotation this year. Good mindset to have going in. And you've got the tools. You have one thing that you do, a lot of things you do well. You keep the ball down. You get those ground balls. You field your position very well. That's a, it's an important part of the Thank game, you. isn't it? It really is. It really is. You know, we're, we're athletes out there. we got to be athletes, field our position, and and uh, be able to make plays. You like swinging the bat, too? I love swinging the bat. Yeah. What, when did that start for you? Swinging the bat? Yeah. Um, Were you, you a good hitter growing up? I was a good hitter, yeah, in, in high school and all. You played multiple positions? Yes, sir. What were they? Uh, I played everything, really. Uh, I played a lot of shortstop growing up um, and some corner infield. Mostly shortstop, though. I remember you telling me about shortstop. Shortstop's an important position. you got to have good range. It is. It is. I mean, if you have a hint of athletic ability, you can play shortstop at the high school level. So <laughs> I wasn't a stud, but I got it done. But you played hoops. Oh, yeah. And a good basketball player. Decent. Decent. I could shoot. I, I've seen you shoot. And you can dunk. You can dunk now, right? Yes, sir. Oh, you're a tall guy. What are you, six? Six, four. Four. And then you played uh, some football. No, never no, football. No, uh, in high school, I swam. Growing up, I played soccer, basketball, and baseball. And taekwondo. And taekwondo. What did that teach you? 
Discipline, definitely. Um, like we had to memorize the forms. Everything had to be done to a T or else you didn't get to pass, get to the next belt. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. I liked, uh, I liked learning that. Well, look, one more thing for you as we look ahead. What have you learned in your time with this organization? What do you like about being a Cardinal? You've been with the team now long enough to, to really be, to really understand that. I like that the Cardinals focus on character and really care about what's inside a person um, and not just what can they do on the field. You know, I think, I think this organization is, is trying to find good people um, just because just that's, that's what works, you know, good people in the locker room and coming together on the field. We got one right here in John Gant. Thanks, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Cardinals pitcher John Gant on KMOX. Back to the Hyatt Regency at the Arch St. Louis and the 24th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Sponsored by Overhead Door Company of St. Louis. The genuine, the original. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. That's where we are, downtown St. Louis. Look who's here. Cardinals broadcaster Ricky Horton is with us. How are you, Rick? I'm doing great, Tom. This is always a great part of the year when we have the the winter warm-up, the caravan, the fantasy camps coming up, the baseball writers' dinner. It's really la-la land for baseball fans. It's great. John Gant was just on before you and said he had a little something to say. He said, I'd like to get a chance to crack this rotation. I like that. How about that? Well, I'm hearing a lot of that from players coming out of this winter warm-up. Guys saying, hey, that's my job. I'm going to compete for it. And, and of course, that's the way you want young players or even not-so-young players to feel. It's, it's, a, it's not that you're kind of pushing down your teammates. It's that you believe in yourself. You believe in your uh, capacity and capabilities. And, and I like that confidence coming out of John Gamm. Very good. The rotation is not set. I mean, you know four of them. Pretty right. much. I mean, you know four of them. Well, you know four of them right now, Tom. I mean, honestly, I mean, I know where you're going. The, the reality is you go to spring training, somebody's going to be a little delayed because of some reason, or they're going to have a little uh, kind of hiccup in terms of their, their throwing schedule. It just always happens. and uh, You know, not, not every year, but 80 to 90% of the year. So you never have enough pitching. That's the old adage in baseball, never have enough starting pitching. And, of course, there are guys that can go back and forth from being a starter and a reliever. You've got that flexibility with with guys, I'm I'm most intrigued rotation-wise with uh, Carlos Martinez. I'm anxious to see uh, how ready he is to to, to take that uh, spot in the rotation and and if that's the best spot for him. He said yesterday, "I'm 100 percent and I'm ready to go after that spot." That's good. I mean, I want to hear that from him, and I think with Carlos, it's he has all the tools, and if he's feeling good, that's great. It is a game, a mental grind, and Carlos has been in this game now for a long time. I think he's learned a lot in his career. He has. He's he's really maturing before us. I think, you know, Mike Matheny did a lot of to uh, help him mature, and so is Mike Schilt, and, and all the things we're talking about here, I think it's a little bit of uh, characteristic of Mike Schilt as a manager. You know, he's kind of like a quiet guy and a humble guy, yet he's a confident guy, and, and that's, I think, maybe the way the uh, attitude and the persona of the team is developing. Uh, guys that are you know, maybe not going to stand out there and say, say they're the greatest in the world, but they're going to say, look, this is my job, and I'm going to work for it. And, and that's what you want. You want guys that are confident but not arrogant. That's a, that's a tough line to, to stay on. How about this guy to your right right now signing? That's Jack Flaherty. He's just off to our right up on stage signing autographs for the fans here. Just got off the caravan with him. What a wise guy he is for a young man. I mean, last year when he was doing what he was doing, you had to remember that he was only 23. 
Some guys you pencil into a rotation, some guys you use pen, and he would be the guy who use a pen. In fact, go ahead and use a Sharpie because he's <laughs> going to be in there as long as he's healthy, and, and he does have an old head. You think about his con- contacts with Bob Gibson, I think that's rubbed off a little bit, and, you know, they, but Gibby said that, you know, that gets overplayed a little bit, but, you know, the influence of a guy like Bob Gibson can't get overplayed in my mind because there's influence that goes beyond you know, long conversations. If you're in the same room with Bob Gibson, you're influenced. And I think, you know, Jack is becoming that kind of uh, leader, dominant guy, uh, just uh, wants to be the best in the league, wants to be the best in baseball, and he's on his way towards that. He, he's fun to watch pitch. He has a lot of weapons, and he had a terrific season last year, 231 strikeouts. That is remarkable for somebody his age. Nobody's had that many since Bob Gibson. How about and, that? You know, the rest of this rotation, Dakota Hudson, he cuts down on the walks. He's going to be just fine, better than fine. My Michaelis, I expect a turnaround numbers-wise for him. Yeah, he had a great first year with the Cardinals, and he was never really got settled and, and established. He had moments where you thought, well, there's the Miles Michaelis that we saw a year ago. And, you know, he tinkered a little bit. It's almost as if he was overcorrecting. The breaking ball, to me, was not as sharp as it was the season before, but still a winner, still a guy. You know, when it was his turn to pitch, you thought you were going to win, which you know, if, you're a, if you're a teammate of his and you've got a guy that you believe is going to give you a chance to win. That's what you ask for from your starters. The guy starts game one of the first postseason series the Cardinals had been in since 2015. That's that's pretty big time. Well, and the, and the best part of what you just said is the fact that the Cardinals were in postseason. You know, that's a, that's what we want, right? I mean, that, the, the fans are, are certainly going to be fans no matter what happens with this team. And uh, when you deal with two or three seasons, three seasons with, without playing in October, it was time. And, and the, the Cardinals, I think, finished very well. They're the Central Division champions. And, you know, I have a little bit of a, an axe to grind with the folks that believe that last year was, was frustrating, and the way it ended, okay? It ended, you, you, you didn't play well against the Nationals, and who was at the time? They go on to be the best team on the planet uh, as far as October baseball is concerned. So you ran into the wrong team at the wrong time. You didn't hit. Okay, I understand that. But to say that the Cardinals didn't have a great season, I, I think is wrong. I think you win a, you win a division championship. You you compete in the uh, in the NL in the national championship series. You've had a good year. Our fans are phenomenal. They really are. I do think that you get so accustomed to winning. Yeah, it's just a, a human nature thing. It's natural. You expect to be there. You want you you've seen the Cardinals be there all the time. What we saw from the Nationals crowd, let's say by contrast, over the course of the season, they don't they can't possibly stand up with what the Cardinals fans bring. I mean, 3.5 million huge crowds every weekend, every week. But that crowd in D.C. was, that was ferocious. It was. I mean, that was a big, and I think that comes from, it was like the blues crowd. You know, it's a hunger. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if the the Cardinals fans, they, they haven't been deprived for that long. Um, like the Nationals fans. That was a hunger of, we just want it now. It's too much frustration through the years. Well, I think we do identify with that as we think about the Blues fan base, and not just the Blues fan base, but the organizational hunger. You know, what? how do you feel in the front office, or how do you feel for, for, for folks uh, selling tickets and or or drafting people or developing players? You know, with the Blues last year, we saw that hunger uh with an exclamation point. And I think that's what happened with the Nationals, too, was their time. And they were running out of time in, in some ways. Yeah, but they have just, I think they've doubled down and they're going to be good again. But the reality is uh, they did have that little extra 
thing, that little extra something. And, you know, sometimes that develops during a season. You don't really know where it comes from, you know, kind of your team mantra, your team rallying point. And uh, we always see, uh, we, you know, you and I will we'll watch 162 games, for goodness sakes, not counting spring training. And you're always looking for that it. What What is that thing that that gets you to the next level? I think defense and base running got the Cardinals to a step higher on that level last year because, uh, again, Central Division champions, but they improved their defense, they improved their base running, and they got back in the mix again of, of one of the best teams in baseball. I like just to go back to something you said. You can be frustrated with the front office. It's part of the game. They they understand that. I don't think John Mozeliak would want to be anywhere else but in front of a fan base that's passionate and rabid right. and questions things. And Yeah, that's, that's yeah. fun, actually, sometimes. Sometimes it's not as fun, right. but that's okay. But remember, the players themselves... You know, they have nothing to do with that. I mean, they are out there. They're, it's a grind, and they want that support and love that and feel that. And I, I can assure you that every single player in that dugout pays attention to the crowd and loves our crowd. You and I just had the experience of being on a Cardinal caravan, and I always draw on that caravan experience when I think about the grind of a season. And, you know, we use the word grind, and, and I always like to explain that word because it's not as if it's a grind like you, you hate. You know, when people talk about they hate their job, they say, well, it's a grind. I don't mean that kind of grind. It's a daily mental uh, action that you have to go through to, to bring it every day, and you have to really work to bring it every day, especially mentally, but also physically, uh, because you play every day for six or seven months. But when we go out on the caravan, uh, we can draw on those experiences of fans that just absolutely love the Cardinals and are, are backing you. And, you know, if you get kind of uh, overly concerned about the, the one or two or three things you might read uh, on social media, then you, you start to get negative and, and feel down. But but I do, Tom, draw on caravan experiences uh, for Cardinal fans and the fan bases all throughout, not just the Midwest, all throughout the country. And, uh, of course, we know people listen uh, all, all over the world now with the way the technology is. But drawing on that to help you through a season is what I like to communicate to young players on the caravan. These are your people. These are people that are going to be holding you up when things aren't going too well. We went to Jonesboro, Arkansas as part of our caravan over the weekend. And when you do, you pull up in this bus and we pull up to the back of the mall at Turtle Creek so you right. don't see any crowd. And they put, they put us in this room where we visit with some sponsors and mall employees, some people that got some special VIP access with their kids. And then we come around the corner and here's like 1,200 to 1,500 people in a food court. Music's pumping, kids everywhere, families, Cardinals gear all over the place. And I looked at the players, and they looked at me like a wow look. You know, and, and you could see they were uplifted. I was there several years ago at that same mall. I can picture, as you were explaining it, just what that feeling is like to walk into that mall uh, in Turtle Creek. And, and, and I was with uh, Adrian Chambers at the time. And what I remember is one of the questions one of the kids asked. That's what's another, uh, another good thing about these caravans is the kids that are there. You worry about the kind of the next generation of baseball fans, but they show up. One kid challenged Adrian uh, to a race, and I said, "Okay, well, we'll do that on the parking lot after <laughs> after the caravan, after we're done signing." And, and Adrian, by the way, is coming to the Cardinals fantasy camp for the first time this week. We'll see him on Wednesday. I haven't seen him in several years, and, and that's again part of the deal. Once, once a Cardinal, always a Cardinal is what we like to say as ex-players. Uh, but I think the family of Cardinals extends beyond whether you were on the field or not. It's the coaches, the front office, and, and fans in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I had to make a career decision, and I, this was very tough. I, I'm actually being serious. This is a very tough call. 
this weekend, I got called by the Missouri Valley Conference, who mm-hmm. I work for, to call. I have a network assignment with them on January 25th, and I had blocked off the weekend to come to fantasy camp. And I, I, oh, I consulted. I consulted with fantasy camp leadership, Joe Pfeiffer, and there is an understanding that I have to do my job. And so I am passing up five incredible days of beer, baseball, <laughs> and amazing people. To call basketball, which I love. It is my passion and it is what I do. But I will be thinking about you guys. And I, I'm telling you, I hope you invite me back. Well, yeah. I, and I can, and I can, and I understand the sincerity and I'm, and I'm seeing it in your face, Tom, of the, of the kind of the quandary there and, and the pull in both directions because obviously you, you've got a career, but the people that do choose to go there, 130 campers will be there. It's amazing. And 30 former players. Think about that. 30 former players. I mean, that's a pretty good camper ratio. And they'll be playing right alongside uh, guys that, uh, that want to be a Cardinal for a week, and you know the experience. I've seen you play defense. I've seen your swing, and, and frankly, I'm going to miss it, Tom, for the next uh, next week or so, but I'll have to pay maybe just pay more attention to Bo Hart and Rick Ankeel and Adrian Chambers. And, uh, but but it, it is a magical experience, as you know, uh, and, and you mentioned the fun and the, and the baseball and the beer that's all connected to that, but, but, it, but it's just baseball at its, at its gut-level, philosophical, fun core, and that's uh, that's what I love about it. Learned so much about the game. Scott Terry was on my caravan. We just had so much fun talking to the kids about the game. You learn so much about the game at that fantasy camp, and that's coming up this weekend in Jupiter. You do another one, though, in Cooperstown, yeah. which I think there's still a couple spots open for. There are some spots, cardinals.com, and, and look for the uh, fantasy camp uh, link to that. And, you know, Cooperstown, I can't go to that camp because that is, you know, obviously in the middle of the season, so I don't I get a chance to go to Cooperstown. Boy, would I love to. And, oh. and the guys that go there say that that is a uh, unique uh, experience as well because you're you're in the kind of the epicenter of base of the baseball history world and so that's a that's a unique place to go and I know the the, the people that sign up for that are not disappointed when they go to Cooperstown and uh, you can get all the information about the Cooperstown trip uh, on cardinals.com and and no I I've never met a person honestly Tom that's been disappointed because they came to fantasy camp and that's number 1 I've also never met a person that says, you know, I went to spring training and that wasn't very fun. Never heard that. <laughs> and, 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 I'm, and I'm constantly stumping for the spring training experience for Cardinal fans everywhere. Just, you don't have to do it every year, but, but do it once. I mean, it's the bucket list thing, and, and I'm not saying it's, you know, it might not be pricey and hard to do and hard to get away and all of that, but if you love baseball, spring training is uh, a unique part of the baseball experience, and I highly recommend it. I can't wait to see you down there, you and Mike and John and Klaibs calling the games. We get to do some of the games on Cardinals.com, the ones that, that you're not doing on the network, and it's just, it is the best. I mean, I've been going down there for 20 years now, right? You know, since Albert Pujols was a rookie, I think was my first one, and it has been an amazing experience. We love covering it on KMOX, and we love having you on. By the way, speaking of Cooperstown, Ted Simmons goes in this year, mm. and he is one of our features tonight at the Baseball Writers' Dinner. You and I will be on stage just to wrap up here to to let people know what a special night that's going to be. We're going to re-air that tomorrow night. That'll be tomorrow night from 6.15 to 8 here on KMOX. Well-deserving. About time Ted goes in. We... Uh, absolutely love Ted Simmons. He's been a great ambassador for the game of baseball. Now he's going to represent the Cardinals uh, in Cooperstown with some pretty pretty uh, special company. I can't wait. I can't wait to see you tonight. We're going to have a good time. You bet. That's Ricky Horton, Cardinals broadcaster with us on KMOX Sports on a Sunday morning. Thank you, my friend. You bet, my friend. All good. We'll be back. Cardinals manager Mike Schilt is coming up next.
on the home of the Cardinals from the winter warm-up at the Hyatt Regency at the Arch Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. Now, back to the Hyatt Regency at the Arch St. Louis and the 24th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Sponsored by Overhead Door Company of St. Louis. The genuine, the original. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Tom Ackerman with you live. We are downtown, and look who's here. It's Blues CEO Chris Zimmerman. What brings you to the winter warm-up, my friend? You know, I'm pretty sure I haven't missed a winter warm-up since I came to town, and I just, um, I think it's one of the great Cardinals events of the year, and I certainly, I'm always looking to learn stuff from this franchise, and I think the the way they uh, engage their fans in January um, is really exemplary, and so it's a great learning experience for me. Uh, I'm quite honestly, I'm always a little jealous that uh, we haven't quite figured out. Uh, I'm not sure that that there's an exact replica of this model for us, but um, we constantly are thinking about um, some new programs that we could do to capture some of the same, uh, you know, experience for our fans. You sure have a great facility for it. Centene Community Ice Center would be absolutely nails. Actually, Enterprise Center would be great, too, but I, I think you have quite the facility out there, which you'll be utilizing this week with your All-Star alumni game. Yeah, the um, Centene Community Ice Center has uh, come on quickly, and, you know, we really set out to make this a facility that could be the hub of hockey, uh, certainly for St. Louis, but really for all of the Midwest, and and we're really seeing uh, a great response from USA Hockey um, around bringing major events there, and so um, we see this as you know, another element of continuing to build uh, the St. Louis hockey market. Blues uh, wrapped up their first portion of the season in first place in the Western Conference. What a year it's been. I mean, what a year. That was a loss yesterday to Colorado. But if you look at the standings and see the consistency this team has had without some key players, that's, that's quite a run by Craig Berube and staff. Yeah, no, I think um, it's been excep- exceptional um, having... Uh, your top goal scorer out for much of the season, uh, and a number of other players. Obviously, we missed Alexander Steen for a while. Sammy Blay's been out, um, and in this most recent stretch, for the really the first time um, in a while in his career, uh, missing Colton Pareko. So um, I think the way the team has responded has been uh, we're we're obviously very very pleased. I think it's like any other uh, contact sport with a long season. This little break will help us out and, and get some guys um, some time to continue to heal. But, yes, it's, it's, uh, we couldn't be more happy about where we sit as we go into this stretch run. And what great timing for this week. I mean, we had so much fun with you last year, a run to the Stanley Cup. I mean, they win the Stanley Cup. The Blues finally do it. It's great for St. Louis. It puts St. Louis out in front in the NHL. And, oh, here we come with the All-Star Week. I mean, he couldn't ask for anything better. Well, I, I loved the headline the other day in the paper, Welcome to Hockey Heaven. Yeah. Um, that, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, at every level, for our fans, for for kids that are playing the game, for welcoming new people to the game, um, what more could really could we ask for? 
And, and that's, uh, you know, when you get these these magical moments in a team's history where you have a, a tailwind and you have all these other elements helping to boost the game, to get new kids into the game, that that's really, for us, uh, it's really gratifying and rewarding. The All-Star Game is Saturday. It's a tough ticket. But that's not the only thing going on. There's so many ways that a hockey fan or just a sports fan in St. Louis who's interested in the game of hockey can get involved. Let's lay out the week a little bit for us. I mentioned the All-Star Alumni game on Thursday, but there's a lot going on leading up to this game Saturday. Yeah, so uh, let's see how I do. I didn't, I didn't, bring, I didn't, I didn't bring my... my <laughs> you got all kinds of... You got my, concerts. My you got, cheat yeah. sheet. But, but Thursday is really when things um, sort of open up and as you said um, we'll have the alumni game out at the Centene Community Ice Center I believe we're sold out um, for that event uh, and um, earlier in the day there's going to be a special announcement that we'll make around the uh, oh. with, with the NHL around a, a legacy project which uh, I will just say it will continue to be focusing on giving more kids the opportunity to get into the game one quick number um, we last in the last couple of years as we've grown our learn to play program which is for kids five to eight we've had 300 400 this year we're gonna have a thousand uh, kids go through that program and and that really is about feeding new players to all of the associations in the region. So uh, you move into Friday, and yeah, in addition to the skills, um, each afternoon um, before the games open up, you've got a concert out on 14th uh, and market, and that's going to be that's a free event, open to everybody. Um, during that, on Thursday, we'll have the red carpet uh, Thursday afternoon, which I think will be a great moment for the, the fans to see the greatest players in the game parading into Enterprise Center. I know I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and then you have the uh, skills event uh, that night. Uh, on Saturday morning, you've got the uh, All-Star 5K. I think we are up over 3,000 registrants, wow. and uh, um, we hope to, to keep moving that number north. It's another nice way to be involved. The fanfare, which quite honestly does replicate a little bit of the feel of the winter warm-up, that opens up on Thursday, actually, and we'll go through Sunday. Tickets are, are for specific dates. Those two are, uh, I don't know that we're officially sold out, but I recommend people get online, uh, if you will, immediately um, to, try to get those tickets. And, and they probably will have some walk-up tickets, but um, we will have the largest crowd that I think the, for the fanfare that the league has seen in the last decade. Boy, what a job they've done with Union Station. Yeah. Wow. What a fantastic venue. So much going on there. And... Um, we just think uh, having uh, that event right next door to Enterprise Center is going to make uh, for for really great great experience. I mean, you want to talk about a great attraction at the fanfare. Have your picture taken with the Stanley Cup. That is one of the things there. You have the history of 
the Stanley Cup there. You have a Hockey Hall of Fame exhibit featuring St. Louis Blues history. There's meet and greets with legends of the game. You can test your hockey skills, meet the mascots. Everybody's excited that Gritty is going to be there. Gritty. Uh, gritty. I'm, not, I'm not as excited about Gritty. <laughs> I, this Gritty <laughs> thing's been overplayed a I, little bit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Louie guy. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, you know, Gritty gets so much attention. I, You know, I... I think it's social media driven, but Louie has done very, very well. He, he's, I, I would put those two uh, together in some sort of a competition. That's just me. Uh, by the way, this is all four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the NHL Fanfare. It's 3 to 10 on for Thursday and Friday, 10 to 7 Saturday, which is the day of the game. And then Sunday, it's open as well, Union Station, from 10 to 4. And you can get your tickets at stlouisblues.com, as Chris said. Chris Zimmerman is the CEO of the Blues. And just, you know, finally, you, you think about the future of the Blues and Enterprise Center, the renovations that are going on there. It, it's not just that. It's, you know, the Missouri Valley Conference. I, I'm part of that group, and, and I can't wait for the tournament. And I've told everybody in the league when I travel around to the different schools, the first thing you'll notice when you walk through the door is how much better the building looks. Your seat is more comfortable. Everything has just been taken up a notch. What is next? Is there another uh, phase of the renovation? Yeah, so um, quite honestly, we've, we're compl- we've completed really, I would say, 95% of what uh, are the fan-facing um, elements of the renovation. But there are additional things coming. 5G will be coming into the building relatively soon. We will be um, doing most, a lot of the work left is more of the behind the wall. So we finished uh, renovating and replacing all of the escalators. That was a big project. Uh, we'll be on to elevators after um, the All-Star game. Uh, there's roof work. There's HVAC work. So um, not as sexy, maybe, as some of the things we've already done, but key elements that are the guts of the building that are going to keep us competitive. I mean, we've got an amazing schedule coming up with uh, with Arch Madness, with NCAA basketball, and then the uh, women's, uh, well, I'm sorry, the men and women's Olympic gymnastics trials. So all of this work we've been doing, in addition to making a great hockey experience, we have put ourselves back in in the seat we want to be competing for the best uh, sporting events uh, in the nation. And then just to wrap it up and circle back to the Cardinals, what is it about this organization that you that you you talked some of it about the envy of this but of this particular event, but just overall, what do the Cardinals do that the Blues try to achieve? Well, I think the depth of relationship and long-term fan relationships, which is the core of any any franchise, um, I think is is key for the Cardinals. Uh, they also have been able to extend their brand far beyond the St. Louis region. We all know the great history uh, driven in part by the KMOX relationship that's done that. Um, Again, we don't see the exact same model, but we do believe that continuing to expand our footprint and grow our our fan base, both first and foremost here in the St. Louis region, but then beyond, those are important steps that that we're going to continue to keep working at. Well, the Blues are a lot of fun. I mean, they are off and running this year. They're the Stanley Cup champions. I was in the building for the Rangers game and just had an absolute blast recently. Been in uh, quite a few games already. 
already, but I still just have that tingle of excitement that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. I mean, it just has a... And the way that they did it, they went into Boston and beat them. You know, it's just... As the years go by, I think that to know that we all, listeners, you, your staff, the media, the partners, we're a part of history. I can tell you that whether it's listening to you say those words, whether it's looking at so many of the, the these classic videos that, that we pull up, um, every moment when I think about that, I feel like I'm right in the moment. And uh, it's, it's, you know, I've been working in sports for 25 plus years. I've had lots of great experiences. There's, there's nothing like what we've experienced winning the cup. Takes a lot of work to get it done. And Chris Zimmerman and crew got that done. The Blues All-Star Week is coming up. It'll begin really on Thursday, the 23rd, and run through Sunday. Best of luck with it. I'll see you along the way as well. Thank Sounds you very good. much for being with us. Thanks, Tom. Chris Zimmerman stopping by here at the Cardinals Winter Warm-Up. We'll be back with more. Sports on a Sunday morning continues. Tom Ackerman with you on KMOX. Now, back to the Hyatt Regency at the Arch St. Louis and the 24th Annual Cardinals Care Winter Warm-Up. Sponsored by Overhead Door Company of St. Louis. The genuine, the original. On your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back. We are at the Hyatt, and we are live with Cardinals lefty Tyler Webb. How are you? I'm good. We had a good weekend, didn't we? Yeah, it was an action-packed weekend for sure. That's for sure. We went on the caravan. So Tyler went uh, on our caravan with Jack Flaherty. You might know him. Uh, Justin Williams, the outstanding young outfielder in the Cardinals organization. We had Bo Hart and Scott Terry as our alums, and we had some group. We went to Memphis Jonesboro, and last night, Dyer County High School, right outside of Dyersburg, Tennessee. That was fun. I liked all the kids that came up and asked you all questions. Yeah, they were, they were good. They were good questions, for sure, from uh, the young kids. Um, it, was, it was a little surprising. They, you know, they, they had some uh, thoughtful questions, for sure. I thought maybe they were trying to take my job. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty good. No, the kids, the, the great thing about those kids, the innocence of them, they cut right to the point and asked questions of you all, but I thought they were really good, you know, questions about your preparation. And it's different for everybody. In yeah. your off-season, you like to rest your arm a little bit, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think uh, one of the questions was, you know, how long do you take off? And, and Jack said that, you know, he pretty much is throwing the whole time, whereas, you know, I tried to get two months of no throwing. Um, still working out and stuff, but just not throwing anything for two months. So it just it varies guy to guy, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Well, you made 65 appearances last year. That was a career high for you, and you came through it well. I mean, as far as I know, you felt pretty healthy. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a lot of stuff, a lot of yeah. throwing. Yeah, it felt good. <laughs> Um, you know, some days you feel better than others, but um, yeah. Uh, after the, you know, pretty much Thanksgiving, I was I was ready to go. I was ready to start start throwing again. So it um, came out on the other side of it good. You are from Virginia, but you spent most of your life in South Carolina, right? Uh, yeah. So I went to school there, um, met my wife there, and uh, <laughs> never left. So. And and how is that? You like it down there? Yeah, I like it. Weather's a little uh, a little nicer than than here right now, and uh, a little nicer in Virginia as well. You get a lot of downtime. Is most of your family from around there? Uh, no, they're still from Virginia, so we we get up for uh, 
Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that. So That's good. Uh, Tyler Webb is with us. We did have a good time on that Cardinals caravan. We talked about a lot of things. We had some fun. And, you know, I kept introducing you as the number one lefty-on-lefty matchup in baseball. And it's true. I mean, you gave up uh, the lowest opponent's batting average against lefties, but you also, surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, were fifth in baseball against righties. So you're... How do you keep? I mean, batting average is what it is, but mm-hmm. you, you kept it low. How did? How were you so effective in the area of batting average? Um, I'm not. I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. I didn't know those numbers until you really said them. Um, I think you. You know, you just kind of have to be a little stubborn and you know not giving in. And and usually, you know, coming in, there's guys on base or. And they're not—they're not your runs. So that's a quick way to lose friends if you you start giving up other guys' runs. And um, I think you just have to be stubborn and not giving in to the to the hitter. And you just have to trust that you'll uh, you'll make make good pitches. And that's all I really focused on. Have you learned how over the years to block out any noise outside of what the catcher is showing you? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, an ongoing process to, um, you know, focus and block out the noise and the crowd and um, maybe the situation. And I think you're constantly growing in that uh, in that field. But I, I would definitely say I've made strides, you know, maybe since my debut. So um, hopefully it keeps trending, you know, in that direction. I feel like you have some really good ones setting you up too, and Brian Eversgird and Mike Maddox. So that, by the time that game starts, even before that game starts, you know basically over the course of a game who you're probably going to see, what that lineup could turn over, and when you might be able to come in. Oh, yeah. The, um, you know, Gertie and uh, Mad Dog are definitely prepared. Um, they're they're extremely uh, good at giving you the information you need and, you know, not, not anything more than you need. And I think we ironed that out throughout the season, um, you know, through trial and error. Look, this is what I need. This is, you know, and... Uh, Gertie mainly worked with the the left-handed relievers. We had our own meeting, and it was it was interesting to see throughout the year. You know, Miller gets guys out different than I do. Cabby throws harder than than I do. So, all three of us were uh, getting guys out in a different way, and Gertie dissected what each one of us needed to do to get these guys out. And I think it was uh, extremely uh, you know valuable. And now you have KK entering the mix, so it's a that's a mighty deep bullpen and one of the kids last night at Dyer County said to you I think it was directed to you because you're in the bullpen who's going to be the closer and yeah. nobody nobody actually knows that yeah. answer no that's a good question uh, I'd, li- I'd like to know the answer to that myself I, I guess we'll see in a, a couple months and uh, you know there's definitely some good candidates down there um, you know depending on what Carlos does uh, there, there's just so many guys down there that I think can get the last three outs in a game it it really uh, you know it, it could come down to matchup you, you know it could be closer by committee I, I don't know how it could work I, I think there's so many guys down there that have the stuff to get those last three outs and uh, I'm sure I'm sure it'll work out I also mentioned the fact to the crowd that you had a save yeah it, first save so uh, that's it that was awesome uh, unfortunately it, it came after Hicks got hurt but um I was I was just happy to get that save and get the win and um, it, it was a uh, it was a cool experience well I appreciate you being here there's no doubt that you know the Cardinals have 
some great people. And I can say this, uh, hanging with you for the last couple of days, you were right in there, man. I mean, I, you're a good guy. You know the game. I like your, uh, I like just your makeup. It's it, it's very chill. We had a very chill crew. I mean, yeah. between you and Flaherty and Justin, Scott and Bo, we had a good time. It was yeah. really a lot of fun. We want to thank anybody who's listening right now, and I know they are, from Memphis and Jonesboro, Arkansas. My gosh, that was a crowd at yeah, Jonesboro. I mean, the turnout was incredible. I, I don't think I've ever seen so many people in a mall. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was it was outstanding. I, I had a, an absolute blast with it. That was they said between twelve hundred and fifteen hundred people at the mall at Turtle Creek was the biggest crowd that they've ever had. They estimate somewhere in there. Wow! And th- those fans are really something. And and again, going back to the kids. Oh, here's one last thing. How about and we have about a minute to go. How about the kid? Last night, who gave us all baseball cards? Yeah. His name is Eli, and then he signed them, and I have mine in my wallet. And and gave Here's us mine. A, gave us a little message yeah. on the back. Good luck this season, says Tyler. Good luck this season, Eli. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I didn't get a Tom on mine. It just says good. <laughs> That's so cool. Eli and he signed it. Yeah, with his number. Eli Palmer. Yeah. Is his name? What a great kid. I think that's what it's all about. I just you know seeing those kids enjoy the game. I have so much appreciation for that. That that's. Is if we can share this with more kids, that's what this is about. That's what this weekend's about, the warm-up in the caravan, don't yeah, you think? definitely. Um, it's good to see those kids and, uh, you know, just the joy. they. You know, you, you see how extremely blessed you are. We went to the hospital, you know, and you just get a, a just a unbelievable perspective of how blessed we are to do what we do. And um, all the kids, you know, how excited they were just to get an autograph. And, you know, I remember being that age and... All you wanted was an autograph, but you know, poster on your wall or whatever. So it's it's awesome to see the kids and you know the next generation getting excited from baseball. Good luck this season. Thank Thanks you, it. Tyler Webb on KMOX. We're back after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.